I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Advertising Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk fairly generally about AI. Originally, I, I guess I was a little bit concerned because obviously the, the banner headlines were always, you know, AI's come along, it's taken your jobs away. And I think that tends to be what happens with technology or, or any sort of paradigm shift that the, the naysayers and the doom mongers are the ones that shout loudest first and they they kind of gain traction. And it's only when people that have had a little bit of time and are a bit more informed actually look at this stuff and then they can come up with a more sort of informed view rather than, you know, the scaremongering stuff. Certainly, uh, it has changed the way I go about my job. I'm actually still amazed at how how quickly and how seamlessly the way I create stuff has changed. Almost overnight, it changed the way I went about my work. And the other day, there was an update to the Photoshop beta, and it didn't instantly work. And it was like, how how dare you? How dare you not work? I've got to do this, you know, the way I used to do it. Um, and I then restarted my computer and, of course, it worked. It's the same way that if, you know, back in the day, if you had a power cut, it's almost like I may as well go home because I, I don't even have any magic markers anymore. It's like I can't I can't do my job. And you just get used to working in this new way. And, and I say, but I'm just surprised how quickly I've become used to using Midjourney and Photoshop, you know, the beta version, because they're both really good and they, they really have changed stuff. But what I've also done is obviously I've tried to, to look at other uh, AI offerings. There are things like, you know, video editors that are out there. And there's even software that claims it can, you know, design layouts for you. Because I do quite a few web banners uh, and I have to do them obviously in different sizes uh, depending on the placement. And it's a bit of, you know, the good old grunt work. Um, and so I think it'd be really handy if AI can you know take over that because it's i sort of come up with an idea here's the headline here's the image now go and do your thing and although it doesn't take forever it's it's fiddly enough that it takes takes some time and if ai can do that for me then that would be really good so i signed up to a thing called adcreative.ai which is one of these things that automatically generates stuff for you and i you know put in my logo i put in my headline and you know pushed a thing and it, it was i guess it was impressive enough that it it did the task uh, and it, it was like it, it did it in the, the sizes i wanted and it gave you a hundred different layouts which on the face of it, it sounds amazing but they were they were so sort of cookie cutter and i didn't like any of them to be honest you you kind of scroll through and it's clearly very generic and if you you know uploaded a different logo and a different color scheme they would be exactly the same but just have a different logo and a different color scheme it was obvious that they were sort of set standards I think because I work normally for fairly big brands, they have brand guidelines and you have to sort of follow them. And, and I appreciate that you have to follow them. And so these kind of AI tools, uh, they're, I think they're brilliant for people that don't have any skills in this area. And maybe they do go to Fiverr.com and they get somebody that's that can kind of you know, work Photoshop enough to produce something. But it's, it doesn't come back and you think, oh, this is really nice. 
I think in those instances, this all of this AI technology is really going to help people. And and I find that with, with everything I've tried, it's like, yeah, that can sort of do the job, but it can't do it well. And it doesn't appreciate the nuances of, of a brand. And it's like the, the reason we, we have to put the logo in that particular era because that's the brand guidelines. We can't suddenly use a fancy curve because we think it looks cool. It's like that's not part of the, the overall brand. And so, yeah, AI doesn't seem to work like that. And actually, fun enough, this, this one, it's been going a while, but you couldn't upload your own fonts. And so... Obviously, the, you know some of the work I use, in fact, all of the work, they have custom fonts. And if you can't upload that font, then it's a complete uh, blowout straight away. Having said that, apparently it's going to come in a, in a later version. I think that can't come quickly enough because if you can't upload a, or if you can't use the correct font, then it's a complete non-starter of a uh, software platform, uh, certainly because of the stuff I do. And I then also tried a video editor. Um, I'm very aware that Adobe are working on um, a sort of a Firefly version of this. So like effectively Premiere Pro with AI built into it. And I th- I'm, I'm waiting for that. And I think that'll be very exciting. If, if Photoshop the beta is anything to go by, I think that will be really impressive. I used this, uh, again, it was another online thing. I think it was called Pictory.ai. And you could upload your script to this platform. And it then, using its own sort of stock library of uh, video files, it would generate a, you know, a video that, that kind of went with the script. And I guess it worked. I mean, at the end of it, there was a video there, but it wasn't, it wasn't a good video. And it didn't, it didn't sort of flow like a normal, you know, a video that if I create something, I at least try and keep, you know, the shots of a similar feel. uh, And, you know, maybe I'll color grade it so that all looks, looks fairly similar. But this was just, it would sort of randomly just pick, pick videos and sort of slam them together and it just it had no flow to it at all and i i didn't look at it and think oh yeah that's you know that's my job gone again i think that's always the way i think all this stuff at the moment at the moment i say at the moment because maybe it will get a lot better and, and i think it needs to get a lot better but it it does actually do the task which is it will create a video for you and if your bar is so low that you don't know how to create a video then these things are probably great because it's like you can you can at least enter the you know the ballpark because all of this ai has actually can let people that, that traditionally can't do this and they have to use somebody it can at least get them to the, the place that they they can create content and it's the same that as I was talking about with the, the social media a few episodes back that it's it's you know something's better than nothing to a point um, I think actually oddly enough the video that was created I would have thought actually nothing is better than this because it it wasn't it wasn't good enough to you know there's no way I'd put that out whereas some of the stuff that you know a combination of chat gpt and mid journey think yeah that's that's good enough that's good enough I could put that out and the thing with the uh, the video editing software is it would take it, it was clever enough I suppose that it at least interrogated the script and picked out keywords but an, an example I mean it wasn't this but it was something like this it the script might have said something like you know, our product is really good, but it's all kind of horses for courses. So maybe you don't think it's blah, blah, blah. 
And so what the video software did was it picked a picture of a horse or a video of a horse. And then, you know, a minute later, it showed a load of plates of food coming out of a kitchen because that was the courses. And it's like, yep, I, I suppose I suppose you could do that. But obviously, a human being has the, the ability to understand that's just a phrase and you don't need to show a horse in the video and you certainly don't need to show plates of food for courses. But because the AI works on a, on a fairly basic level, that's what it produces. And it's like, yeah, this is not even close to what I need, but it is a video. And yeah, there are, there is five minutes of visual content there, but it's not it's, it's not cohesive. It's, it's not relevant. Um, and so, again, I didn't sit and think, oh, yeah, this is my job, you know, around the corner about to go. It's still got a long way to go. But as I've said almost every episode, all of these tools are in their infancy. And if if mid-journey is anything to go by, then maybe it will get to the stage that it is good enough. But I think our jobs are always to, you know, push the boundaries and actually create better content than you can get from an AI machine. I think if, if, if your work is only as good as an AI, then it's fair enough that you don't make money because you're not good enough. But I think it's quite clear that in in sort of a graph, if what you can create is really easy to create, i.e. because AI can create it for you, then of course you can't make any money out of it because anybody can do it. So your offering needs to be good enough that it is difficult to create and not everybody can do it. And then you can sort of charge more because you have a skill that, you know, not everybody can do it in the same way that a you know, craftsmen, if, if if what they create is really difficult to do and very skillful, of course they're going to charge a lot more than somebody that, you know, creates stuff. You think, well, I could do that if I had a screwdriver. I've also seen some really cool little movies created by a program called Stable Diffusion, which is another one that I'm kind of looking at and maybe looking into. At the moment there, because of the way uh, the technology works, it's sort of it's jumpy and it's not very seamless, but it's it's quite it's it's cool to look at. And again, you look at that and think, yeah, I, I'm not sure how I would create that. It's like I mean, I don't know because I'm not I've not taken them. But from what I understand, it it's like a magic mushroom trip. It's very sort of psychedelic looking. As I say, sometimes I look at these things, think, okay, how would I traditionally do that? And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I would do that. And so for me, it's that's really exciting because it's like, okay, I've, I've got a tool now that I can use to create that kind of imagery. And that's that's good imagery. And a lot of the stuff that I've done till this point, I guess because I work in a commercial space, I have to, everything I come up with, I think I've got to obviously create that. And I've got to create that in a time frame um, because there's a budget and, and a client's not going to sit and say, look, just if it takes you a year, it takes you a year. It's not a problem. That's never going to happen. And so everything I do, I need to be able to create reasonably quickly and cost effectively. And so the visuals I'm looking at in Stable Diffusion, I think I wouldn't, I, I couldn't approach that as a project. It's too difficult to do because it will take me too long and, and the client quite rightly will not accept that kind of budget. Whereas if you've got these tools you can use to create cool content really quickly, then it's you know that does sort of change the game say i keep going back to 
how how quickly how amazingly quickly my workflow has changed because of mid journey and photoshop that that combination is so powerful and so quick at creating stuff and it's getting really really good now and as i say i look at it and think yeah that that would that would have taken me a long time before and i'm just rattling through stuff now but as i've spoken about you know in almost every episode it's still got to come up with that initial idea and that's the bit that is difficult and you just become this kind of conductor of all of these instruments and and you can kind of pull it together and create create your finished piece but on its own it's it's nothing because it it you know you need to be able to drive this thing and know where it's going so i think it's important as a creative person that that we're we're across all of these new tools and and we keep an eye on what's coming and and we kind of cherry pick the things you think okay yep that'll be useful that might be at some point and so and you know that's that's brilliant now that thing's hopeless i'm never going to use that because there's definitely sort of a gold rush at the moment for ai and, and everything is you know they're all trying to jump on the bandwagon and call it ai and some of the stuff you think yeah but that's not really very good is it and it's i don't think it's ever going to be very good but as I say originally I started this podcast because I was coming from a standpoint of AI is going to change the world it's going to make my job redundant I need to understand how it's going to make my job redundant so by creating a podcast it sort of forced me almost to look at each of these technologies every week and I think quite quickly I've realized ah, actually it's not it's not going to make my job redundant um, I'm I feel very comfortable with this the technology I, I know I think it's really exciting the technology it's certainly made my job more interesting and that's always a good thing and it'll hopefully mean I can create more interesting work for my clients because I say I've got this new tool set that makes content creation a lot easier than it used to be and, and it sort of unleashed that part of my job that's like yeah I'd, I'd love to be able to do that but I haven't got the time or the budget to do it and now potentially I will have and so I think as creative people our job is to always keep you know abreast of all of this new technology because it is coming quite quickly but it seems to me to have sort of settled it's like we we have words with chat gpt we have images with you know midjourney or dali 2 and those kind of programs uh, and we we sort of at the moment I haven't seen any video stuff but I know that obviously premiere pro ai is coming and i'm sure they will they will develop something good i I think i've i've used adobe obviously for years and years and and that's a horse i'm quite happy to continue to back uh especially with what they've done with photoshop um it's like yep they've they've got my back they understand what we need as creative professionals and they're they're delivering and so I almost would be prepared to sit back and just wait and see what Adobe does. Um, I think if anything is, you know, better that's out there, we will hear about it. You know, in the same way that I, you know, ChatGPT and Midjourney just kind of floated into my uh, frame of reference, and and the reason they did was because they are really good, and they will, they have changed the way I work. 
Whereas all the other programs, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard about them because they're probably not that good. I mean, I, I had to go hunting for quite a few of these programs because they're not they're not changing the game at all. It's just like, yeah, that's that's quite good. You know, that they haven't risen above the, the noise of just new stuff. What I have found quite interesting is that a lot of people are using the fact that you know your average person who doesn't maybe have the time or the inclination to dig a little deeper on and, and sort of ai will sit and think i wonder what that's like and so they're, they're offering courses on ai and, and how it can help you and, and i guess it's a you know an easy-ish way to find out about this stuff but i mean just just google it go on youtube but you don't need to have a course and i you know say i applaud the the entrepreneurial spirit of these people that are trying to sell me a course but it only takes a few hours to to work out how to use this stuff so you certainly don't need to go on a course by somebody that will charge you a reasonable amount for it just you know use google use google and youtube and you'll be fine because there there are more than enough people out there that want to talk about it i mean i'm i'm kind of the same i guess although i i haven't got an audience but i i i found in the past i certainly did it over covid if in order to make sense of certain things I like to talk about them and and I don't mind if I talk to somebody or just to myself it's a good way for me to understand a problem and it's like if I can talk about it or just get my words out I then formulate an an opinion on stuff it's like okay this is what I think about it and I think it probably took me sort of four or five episodes of this before I thought I'm completely comfortable with AI I understand broadly what it does I think this is absolutely going to enhance my job. It's not going to threaten my job. And the more I see of it, the less I think it's going to threaten my job and the more it's just going to make me better at what I do. And that's great. In the same way that, you know, a Mac did, in the same way that all of these tools come along and they they make me better at what I do. And and if better, might just be quicker. But actually, I think I think in this regard, with, with that combination of mid-journey and Photoshop, I think it's made my content better. I've looked at what I've done over the past sort of month and it's like, yeah, I, I like the work I'm doing at the moment. And I think it's it always just comes back to the fact that it's a time-based thing. It's like I've had these ideas sort of vaguely in the back of my mind, but I have to always sit and think, can I create that? Can I actually produce that in a in a reasonable time scale? And I think now I can, and and that's that's really exciting because I always feel like I can I can creatively sort of run faster than the the technology can sort of you know get there, and it's nice because I've now got something that can make me you know create a lot more stuff that's a, a lot more interesting because I can do it quicker, and it's all you know that that sort of thing of time money it all takes too much time. So once again, we've arrived at the same conclusion. AI is brilliant. It's it's really, really useful. You, you have to cherry pick certain things because some of them, I think, are just blind alleys. But yeah, if you cherry pick the right things and, and absolutely embrace them, I think people that don't embrace this technology are just nuts. I don't understand why you don't embrace it. Um, because it's there and if you don't embrace it I guarantee that that person next to you is going to and they're going to make money and you're not and it's just it's just crazy to sit back and say I don't like AI some people don't like change and they will sit and resist it and I think those people are the gobby ones that you hear at the start of new technology they're they're the ones that are, are 
crying loudest. And I think if you're if you're scared of it, it's because you probably weren't very good at what you did, and and you could you could just create some stuff that now if an AI, if you honestly are looking at it thinking that's taken my job, you're you weren't very good at your job because what AI creates, as I say, the perfect example was the video editing software. It was it just wasn't very good, and it was it was kind of like. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's a video. But if you look at that and think, well, that's taken my job away, then you you weren't very good at your job because you didn't understand how to make a you know video have a cohesive flow to it. Um, so yeah, I think it's all it's all good. And and if you're if you're of the mindset that you were originally scared that it was going to change, you know, your and make your job redundant, I hope that actually you're listening to this. You know, you can at least sit and think, okay, it probably hasn't changed the game because the more it goes on, the less worried I am about my job being taken over by AI because uh, I just I just don't see it happening because it's that creative bit. I didn't at the time realise, but, but that thing that I wrote, which was uh, AI will make us content curators rather than content creators, I think there is definitely some you know it holds some water because that is our our job is to creatively direct this stuff but and that's always been my job to to be the creative director of this stuff and the stuff just happens to be ai instead so yeah it's all it's all good it's very exciting but it hasn't it hasn't made my job you know redundant it's actually just made my job more interesting more exciting and my work ultimately better so that's that's clearly good so that's the podcast i'm not quite sure where i'm going to go with it from that because what i'm not going to do is just review products that aren't very good there's just no point it's like with this one i actually that's what i plan to do was to sort of look at all this technology understand it and then say to people look this is really good but i think it's it's already settled in in sort of the winners and the losers and I'm certainly not just going to sit and say, yeah, I looked at this bit of software today. It's, it's no good. Steer clear of that because that's that's no use to anybody. And I think it also does a disservice to a product that somebody might find really useful. It's just that they're not in the same place as I am in terms of the content they're creating. But of course, one of the downsides is I'm suddenly on all of these mailing lists for this these bits of software that I've signed up for trials for. And they're all saying, you know, come back. Uh, why have you left us here? Come back and, and get 50% off. And all I can sit and say is... I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Because the software is just not useful for me. But thank you once again for listening. Uh, I hope I hope some of this is useful for you. I, I kind of wonder sometimes, but hopefully it is. And if it is, uh, I look forward to speaking to you again uh, next Tuesday on the Advertising Podcast. Mm-hmm.